0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Time now for the season premiere of The Connor Pay Show, the BYU offensive lineman. And now, team captain talks about his being voted by his peers as one of the leaders for the BYU football program this fall. We also get into Sam Houston, the season opener, and get to know Connor just a little bit better in our season premiere of this special edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, We are your original daily podcast focused on the BYU football and basketball programs, even beyond that, just BYU Cougars in general. And today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. All right, time now to talk with the man we introduced in the open. He is BYU center slash guard. Connor Pay, recently named team captain as well. Connor, how are you?
2: Good. I'm doing good, Jake. Thanks for having me on, man. This is fun.
0: Yeah, excited to have you on all season long, obviously, and get your thoughts on all things BYU. But uh, I guess we'll start here. Uh, we learned earlier this week uh, that you were named team captain, uh, along with seven of your teammates. Uh, there were ten others who were named co-captains on this squad. But uh, give us kind of your overall feelings after being uh, voted by one of your, <coughs> uh, I guess not by one of your teammates, by all of your teammates as a team captain.
2: Yeah, you know, that's, that's a special one. You know, I found that out today in our team meeting, um, and it was it was a special moment for me, you know, when they bring up the graphic, hey, these are the captains for this year, Just because you know that the people that, uh, you know, you go to battle with every day, um, and that you're one of the people they want you uh, to be led by. Uh, when you go out to a game on Saturday and when uh, – you know, when the going gets intense and we're trying to win a game, you know, that you're one of the guys they want to turn to. And, you know, that's a special feeling, you know, as, the, as someone who's been around great leaders um, and has had the chance to vote for players that I've looked up to, um, you know, to now to have been voted that by my friends is a, is a special thing.
0: Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think you were a co-captain a year ago, and there are ten others who have been uh, given that honor. Uh, what is the biggest distinction between a co-captain and a captain for the BYU football program?
2: Um, not a lot. Uh, I think it's, um, as far as I understand it, mainly just the number of votes. Right, the top the top eight guys are the ones who are named captains, and then the other guys that got a substantial amount of votes. Uh, make up the co-captains and what we call the leadership council. Um, And so when things are going on with the team or changes need to be made, check-ins with Kalani, you know, those are kind of the guys that come together and, um, you know, uh, make the decisions and help make changes. I mean, obviously Kalani has the ultimate say, but he comes to us and wants it to be a player-led program. And so those co-captains can kind of be a way we can reach out to everybody on the team. Um, and keep uh, you know, kind of keep our finger on the pulse of our teammates, and uh, make sure we know what they need, and um, know what we th- or what they think we can do to make the program better and more efficient. And uh, so, I think that's the biggest distinction is just kind of a the votes, and then b those those co-captains, kind of the guys that help us branch out as far as we can on the team because it's hard it's hard for eight guys or four guys or however many team captains you have to know what's going on with everybody, with every position group all the time. And so you kind of have those guys to help give you more feedback and so you can make more educated decisions.
0: Now, uh, you obviously have been a leader of this program. You were a co-captain a year ago, and you made some comments, I believe during spring ball, that you felt like last year that the team, some teammates of yours quit on the team. I think it was the terminology that you used. And uh, you mentioned the fact that it can be hard for four or eight or even, even the 18 guys here that are captains and co-captains to keep tabs on everything. Uh, what is your confidence level that you guys this year will be able to keep guys engaged and avoid a similar circumstance to what happened last
2: season i think in that regard my confidence is really high um, a because you know we have this whole team full of transfers who really want to be here mm-hmm. you know they had bad they options to go other places and they chose to come here and for a lot of them this is their last shot you know this is their red seniors or their graduate transfers um, they they came here at least for the guys who have played a lot they came here for their last chance to make a push for the NFL, you know, and that requires winning, winning games and being a great team. And I think also being in a conference now, being uh, part of the big 12 and having uh, a conference championship to strive for, I think that is something that will definitely help um, keep everybody engaged. Cause if we're being honest, you know, being independent is challenging when you, when you drop that first or second game. Because right? then at that point, it's like you've got to play damn near perfect to get a chance at a New Year's Six Bowl or something bigger than that. You can get away with one, maybe. But then after that, once you lose game number two, it's kind of like, man, we're going to go to some bowl game that we – don't feel like we should be at, or or we feel like we could have done better where it's just not that way. When you're in a conference, you can watch the standings move every week and a lot can change week to week on where you're at and what you have to buy. There's something to play for every single week. And so I think both of those aspects will help, um, you know, help us avoid, uh, you know having history repeat itself a little bit with kind of that four game lull we had last year, and I think a lot of the leaders on the team now. We went through that last year. We know the warning signs. We've seen. We know the red flags now to see something like that coming, and we can put a stop to it.
0: Now, obviously, you mentioned you guys are members of the Big 12 Conference. This has been coming for the better part of two years. That official announcement came September 10th of 2021, the day before you guys did beat Utah that season. But it'll have been like 720-some-odd days when you guys take the field against San <laughs> Houston State on Saturday night, as officially as members of the Big 12 Conference. How big of a deal is that in your mind?
2: I think it's a huge deal. I mean, the only – There's only one team that gets to be the inaugural team in the Big 12 for BYU football. And, you know, we have the privilege of being a part of that. So I think nobody's taking it lightly. You know, I think everyone understands the magnitude of, uh, you know, that being finally um, moved into a conference and to receive that level of status, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. that we felt like in terms of performance we've had, for a number of years now for a long time we've been a competitive program for a lot of years but you know you've never had that that mark or that distinction um in terms of conference affiliation in terms of money um and so i think uh you know it's special to be a part of that for the first time byu's been working towards this since their inception and so to be to be a part of it is is a really special thing it's really cool
0: all right, I want to talk a little bit more about that. Obviously, the debut against Sam Houston State. We'll get to that in just a moment. I do need to get a word in real quick on our friends over at Game Time. We mentioned them in the open of today's show, but if you guys are out there and you want to go to any type of sporting event, no matter what it is, whether it's a sporting event like BYU football, uh, BYU basketball, uh, you want to go to a big uh, concert, a uh, uh, Theater, uh, if your significant other is a big theater fan, they've got it all for you guys with our friends at game time. The best part is you can buy tickets to your favorite events and it shouldn't be stressful for you guys. It should actually be enjoyable. You can get ready and get hyped for the fun that you're going to have. The best part about using Game Time is it has flash deals and last-minute tickets. They're easy to find, and they can buy the tickets for every type of event in your area. The best part is it has images of the views from the seats you'll be sitting in so you know exactly what to expect when you show up to the venue. And they have the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, even job loss protection, all built in via our friends at Game Time. So forget planning in months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, and they can get you guys taken care of in literally minutes. Get images of the seats before you buy once again, and then you Get your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set, and they're sent directly to your phone. So you'll never have to dig through your email uh, to find those tickets. Snag the tickets that you want without the stress uh, with our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code LockedOnCollege right now for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create that account and redeem the code LockedOnCollege for $20 off your first purchase. Now, download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed.
1: Thank
0: you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for making it your first listen of the day, everybody out there. uh, This is the debut edition of the Connor Pay Show right here on Locked On Cougars. And, Connor, you talked a little bit about the Big 12 there just barely and how big of a deal it is uh, for you guys to be playing in this – playing in this game against Sam Houston State. I want to get your thoughts in terms of Sam Houston. They may not be the biggest name opponent, but it is this home opener. It's the season opener for the Cougars. How excited are you to be out under the lights at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday night?
2: I'm very excited. I mean, it's been building to this for months, right? You spend a whole offseason, spend a whole training camp, hitting the same people every single day, (laughs) and you get so sick of it. You know, like you just want to hit somebody else. And you want to play in front of fans again, and so it's it's really exciting. And Sam Houston's a good team; they're a good team. You know, they're making the transition from FCS to FBS, um, and they they redshirted a lot of players last year in preparation for this move. Um, and so the more the more tape I watched, the more um, the more I realized that this is a talented defense that we're going to be playing against, and at least statistically, they were one of the top fcs defenses in the country last year and so they do they do some really good things and so you know I think it's going to be a really good game for us to you know just put to the test everything we've worked on in camp as an offense and so I couldn't be more excited for Saturday
0: now in terms of training camp itself uh, how do you feel the team uh, just overall uh, performed do you feel like you guys got the working you needed to uh, did, how, how did you evaluate camp from your perspective
2: I thought it was really good. Um, I think in a lot of ways, the training camp felt like it did in 2020. Um, just a really, really high level of competition. Some days the offense won, some days the defense won. And I think that's that's a good sign. If you have one side of the ball that's just dominating throughout the entire camp, that probably isn't the best sign <laughs> for the other side of the ball. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely the most physical camp that I've been a part of um, and which has been really positive as well. And I think, um, you know, just the intensity and the understanding that we're expected to perform at a higher level now, and we're playing at a different level of college football than we have in the past, at least on a more consistent basis. um, I think that's a clear understanding that everyone has. And I think it affected the way they prepared and trained and training camp you know practice was hard, practice was intense, and it was good. There were guys that were playing at a level. I have been with them for three years and I haven't seen them play like that before. And so I think it's I think it's taken our team to a higher level. and I think training camp was great also because of the amount of new faces we have. You know the 30 something transfers we have on our team, which is a ton, you know, which a lot of them are expected to be contributors. You know it takes time for a team to gel. And I think that we gelled really quickly um, and that training camp was, was really big and, uh, um, you know, getting everybody together, getting everyone on the same page. And, you know, we're going to keep building up into this first game and then week by week as the season goes on, trying to get a little bit better each week, so.
0: Now, obviously, you mentioned Sam Houston. You evaluate them; you think they're pretty good defense. They're led by two pretty good linebackers, based on my my research. And you mentioned the fact that they redshirted a lot of these guys. They seem like a, a team that is really uh, going to be, I think, surprising for a lot of Cougar fans, just in terms of they expect a FCS team coming up to the FBS level to struggle. But this is a program that won a national title just two years ago, so they they've got a championship pedigree. And I, I would imagine that you would agree with my assessment that they're coming in here expecting to spring an upset
2: of course of course and i mean if you're a player on that team you can't be thinking any other way or you for sure are going to (laughs) lose you know you can't prepare to lose you know they're preparing to come in here and win and you know obviously we're not going to let that happen but um i mean it's this is for them, this is a huge deal. I mean, if I think about it in their shoes, you know, this is their first game as an FBS program mm-hmm. as a Division One school. Like, you think of it almost like us going to the Big 12, right? It's like this big step up for them. And so they're, they're um, you know, they want to come out with a bang. And, uh, you know, they get a chance to come to one of the most scenic venues in college football. To a program with great tradition and try to spring an upset, you know. And so, I think uh, that's for sure what's on their minds and that's what they're preparing for. And they have, and they have good players. They're they've just they've been really high on their defense throughout training. Just in the comments that I've seen, they're really happy with their front seven, with how talented they are. Um, so we're gonna have our hands full on Saturday it's a fun game. It's gonna be back and forth, I'm sure, a little bit.
0: Now, uh, this is a conversation that pops up from time to time when teams come from lower elevations like Texas where it's closer to sea level and then come up to play in Utah or one of the mountainous regions <clears throat> of the country and the elevation factor. Uh, in your experience playing against other teams, do they really get affected by the elevation as much as some might think they do?
2: Um, I think it definitely plays a little bit of a role. Um, <clears throat> I think there is there is something to be said though, when you start playing, you can kind of get after the first or second series, you kind of get your second wind a little bit, and it's like you're just play all at you know, the point being tired because you're just not, and you just play the rest of the game. Um, but I think when you get into those third and fourth quarters, you know, or just the air's been a little thinner, you know, they're they're breathing a little bit less oxygen than they're used to for two or three hours of playing. Um, I think that it definitely can maybe wear a team out a little bit quicker um, than maybe uh, if they were playing uh, back in Texas. So, But, I mean, I don't know if it makes a huge difference in terms of performance, but maybe they're just getting tired one or two plays sooner than they normally would. I don't know if it's so drastic that, like, it's like, oh, my gosh, we're dying by the fourth quarter. We can't finish this game. I don't think it's anything like that. Um, but I think there's probably a little bit of a difference for sure. Same thing as us going to play somewhere superhuman, mm-hmm. you know, like warming up for that USF game last year when it was really sunny and it was like 90, 94 and before the rain delay. And I'm out there like, Oh my gosh, like this heat and this humidity, like I'm dying out here. And then thankfully we had the rain delay and the rain cooled it down. It was overcast the rest of the game and it wasn't that big of a deal, but you know, everywhere has its elements that you kind of just have to deal with.
0: Yeah, that's true. I, I do remember seeing some of the conditions of that USF game. You're not kidding; it, it did look quite steamy uh, down there in Tampa. And I, I, yeah, I'm sure that's that'll yes. be a, not, that'll be a com- that'll be a conversation for you guys coming up this year because you're going to be traveling to some of these uh, warmer locales. You'll be going to Texas in Austin. I I was at the last game that BYU played in Austin when Taysom Hill ran all over the Longhorns, and I, I got to tell you, Connor, that's one of the just hottest in terms of overall heat index <laughs> games I have ever attended in my entire life. I, I'm not joking when I say this. I've, I've got three friends that can corroborate this. I drank two full gallons of water that day alone. It was insane. And I wasn't even playing the game. I was sitting in the stands watching this all go down. So uh, it's, it's, it's crazy, crazy environment. There's no doubt about that. Um, one other thing real quick, just looking ahead to the season for you guys as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of you guys, do you guys have uh, like goals you guys put on a board? Like, how do you guys go about setting team goals?
2: Well, I think we kind of have the standard ones that, uh, um, you know, we have every year, you know, protecting Lavelle's house mm-hmm. is one of the big ones where right? we want to win at home. Um, and, you know, there's the win the rivalries, right? That was, a, that was another big one too, which we'll get to continue a little bit more now with Utah joining us next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think in terms of our our offices are actually, or they have been getting redone. And so a lot of the stuff that's normally on the wall isn't there anymore. And so it's like, it's there, but it's just like, we got to wait till they finish this, or they're going to put chairs in here, do some other crap. And then they'll put the stuff back on the wall, and it's like, okay. But I think everyone, uh, you know, understands that the goal is to win. Um, and that above all else, we want to we wanna play to the best of our ability and win. And we want to compete for a conference championship. You know, If we go in with any other mindset other than that, then why are we even in the Big 12? What's the point?
0: How realistic do you think it is for you guys to compete for a championship year one? Is it, Do you think you can do it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, and I think it just requires a great level of discipline and consistency um, to be able to take it one week at a time and just play to the best of our ability each week. And if we can do that, you know, and, and then let the cards fall where they may.
0: All right, I I want to do some getting to know you stuff. I also have a couple more questions just about the game this week. We'll get to here in just a moment before we do that though. Do need to get a word in on our friends over at UCCU. Of course, Utah Community Creating has been working on this for months now. They have a new thing called Learn and Earn. The UCCU mobile banking app is paying your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become financially literate. Parents don't always know the answers. Learn and Earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games which have quizzes and trivia attached to them. And every time a family member completes a topic, they earn, uh, they earn points that accrue and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete, compete against one another and track their progra- progress on leaderboards as well. Learn and Earn is inside the mo- UCCU mobile banking app, so play at any time, anywhere. The more you play, the more you earn, and the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and earn, excuse me, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of your friends at UCCU. Love where you bank.
1: The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine, everybody. Uh, enjoying this conversation with Connor Pay, and we'll finish it up here, Connor. Uh, you mentioned the fact that Utah's joining the conference. Now, you're a kid who grew up in the state. Your dad played for the Y. Uh, how big is the Utah rivalry to you personally?
2: I mean, it's. I mean, it's always been a big deal, you know. Since I since I was a kid, um, obviously, in coming to the games, a lot of those big games, you know, in the mid two thousands, uh, you know, that were really exciting in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, you know, I was there, uh, and so I think the rivalry's always been a big deal. I mean, obviously, it wasn't the last ten years or so; it hasn't been much of a rivalry. Um, but I'm, I'm proud to say that I'm one to know against Utah and I plan to keep it that way. Uh, and I, <clears throat> so I don't know. It's not, in my mind, it's not much of a rivalry either. I've never lost to them. So, but, um, no, I think it'll be fun. And, you know, I think they like to ride their high horses a little bit, that they're only going to be in the conference for a few years before they go on to something bigger, you know, which congratulations, um, you know, but, uh, I think uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun you know to have them in the conference, and I think I think the holy War will take on new meaning back almost like it was when we were both in the uh, in the mountain west, you know where like those a lot of times if you play late in the season, those games could mean a lot for you know what ends up happening to your team and the stakes will be higher where it's like I think in independence, it's like okay, we're playing Utah. Right, but it's only bragging rights mm-hmm. against BYU and Utah fans or players. You know that's the only thing we're playing for. Now it's for something more, um, and so I think uh, I think that's gonna that's gonna add a little juice to it. You know, the, the rivalry might even be better in the future than I ever saw it. So,
0: is the rivalry as big amongst players inside the programs of BYU and Utah as it might be among fan bases? Cause I know you see it on social media how how, no. how these fans get after one another.
2: No. No, it's not even close. <laughs> not even close to what uh, what the fans portray it as. So All right, fair I mean that's that's just the truth. Hey. That's just the truth. It is. I mean, obviously when we played them in twenty twenty one it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, we obviously we wanted to win that game really badly, but for us it like there was obviously a little extra juice because it was Utah, right? Mm-hmm. But like Playing Baylor last year, that was way more juice than the Utah game. You know, that was way more of like, okay, let's do this one. We want to get revenge on these guys for beating us the year before. And so I think, and like a lot of the players on the University of Utah, like especially if they're from Utah, like we know them all. (laughs) You know, a lot of them are our friends, and so it's like it's kind of it's different, you know, right? Because like I, a lot of those guys like are my friends up there, and I want them to succeed when they're not playing us. You know, and so I think that, that kind of messes with the dynamic a little bit too. But um, I definitely think that the fans are a lot more intense about it. And they may not want to hear that, I guess. Um, but tr- trust me, we're, we're getting fired up whenever we get the chance to play Utah. But the, the year-round back-and-forth banter on Twitter, it's like that is not how it is. We're not thinking about Utah when you know we're not playing them that week. And they're not thinking about us. You know, I guess sometimes they are. It's obviously coming to the Big 12 and having their conference fall apart. They're a little butthurt about that right now, it seems. You know, just what I've read in the, from their comments in the, in the clippings and stuff. And obviously, you know, joining the conference with us, you know, and us putting a good word in for them to join the conference, which they did not do for us when we wanted to join the Pac-12. You know, so I mean, there's there's all kinds of drama and all this stuff going around. And for us, it's just like, Cool. I'm glad. I mean, I don't know. It would have been fun to see them back in the Mountain West or something for a couple years, let them lick their wounds, and then bring them to the Big 12. But, um, you know, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm glad they're coming. I think it's going to renew the rivalry a little bit. So maybe it'll make it more intense for us as players now that there's a conference championship on the line. Like, we need to beat these guys in order to get to our ultimate goal. And they're right up the road. Like, I think I think it's going to be a really good thing for the Holy War, honestly. Being in the same conference again.
0: Well, I think you made the best point there. Is having extra stakes on it now again, like the opportunity, like potentially one of these teams or both of them potentially could go to a title game. You have that type of like incentive on this type of game. Yeah, that probably ups the ante, especially for you guys as players. I would imagine.
2: For sure, no doubt.
0: All right, Connor, i got a couple of questions before we wrap up here just about you personally. So I, I know our, our, our fans out there, our listeners and uh, viewers here on YouTube, obviously, uh, they know of you. But can you explain kind of the family family dynamic? I think most people know that your dad was Gary who played for the Niners and mm-hmm. the NFL also played for BYU and was a great offensive lineman. But what's the family dynamic in the pay household like?
2: Yeah, so – Um, I have three siblings. I have an older sister, um, who's a professional singer. She lives in Los Angeles. So she's there doing her music. Um, you can look her up on Apple music and Spotify. Her name's Mikel. So, and so she's, her music is awesome. And so she's out there living her dream. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then there's me. Um, now obviously I'm here playing at BYU right now. And like you said, my dad played here and, uh, my parents, I guess to backtrack a little bit, my parents met at BYU um, and uh, they didn't They didn't get married until, uh, you know, they were both done at BYU, actually. Okay. But, um, and then my dad, after the NFL, my dad came back and returned to law school at BYU. Um, so got his law degree here and he's been, uh, he's been an attorney ever since. He's a corporate attorney. Um, and then my mom early on was, uh, was uh, in the corporate world. She was working for New Skin. Um, and then once uh, once they started having kids, she stayed home for the most part. And now she's helping Lone Peak run their athletics program uh, through the boosters and raising money and organizing all those events. So um, that's kind of a little background on my parents and I guess what they're doing now. But then there's me after my sister. There's me. Um, and then I have a younger brother, Trevor, who's on a mission uh, in Alabama right now. So, but he's coming back to play football at BYU as well. So he'll join the team in this coming June. Okay. Um, and then my youngest brother, Austin, who's just started his junior season at Lone Peak, uh, you know, he's another offensive lineman, um, and he's getting offered by pretty much everybody right now. So he could go pretty much wherever he wants. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll see if we can get him here, but, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of big names that are coming after him right now. So yeah, the BYU's got their work cut out for him a little bit in that recruiting game. Um, but and so that's that's kind of the Pay family right there. That's the six of us.
0: Now, I guess I'm just gonna say this: your sister has got all the talent, and if she's out being a professional singer, and you guys just happen to be football players, right?
2: Yeah, for sure. She's the only professional anything in the family. <laughs> I guess my dad's an attorney, technically. Uh, sure. But, He just passed a test. That's all he did. And they slapped attorney next to his name. And then my sister has to go out and shows every single week, you know, and have to go and face the, the wrath of the L.A. media and all that stuff. So she's she's the only professional in our family. I will outright say it.
0: Uh, and by the way, any of our listeners slash viewers, they actually had an opportunity earlier this week. We On our Monday edition of the podcast, I had a, a one-on-one with Austin after that game against Corner Canyon on Friday. I had a great chat with him. So if you missed that, uh, just rewind back to our Monday edition. You can uh, hear from Austin himself. And he talks a lot about the recruiting process. He says there's a lot of big names, yeah. as, as Connor mentions about that. Now, uh, Connor, you also I, I learned this about you recently at practice. You walked out of practice one day, and I don't remember exactly what shirt you were wearing, but it was a metal uh, band tee shirt and you told me you're a metal head
2: <laughs> yes i knew this was going to come up at some point i was convinced i am a metalhead for sure and i'm not ashamed about it i like all genres of music you could you press shuffle on my phone and it'll go from church hymns to heavy metal in a split second and i like it all i like it all a lot of people don't I'm sure you remember the viral TikTok from a year or two ago where every one of my teammates was giving me all kinds of crap that they should never give me the ox uh-huh. because I'm the only musically diverse person on the team. <laughs> I don't listen to, I just I don't listen to all the mainstream stuff. Right. I, I do, I like it, but uh-huh. it's not everything. And so, yes, but I, that is also because I play the drums. Okay. I am, I am a, I don't, would I call myself a drummer? Probably not. Maybe recreationally. Um, but that's also, that's where my love for hard rock and heavy metal music began is because those are some of the best drummers in the world. And so like, I'm into this, like all this super screamo stuff. Like I'm not, that's not my favorite thing when they just start yelling at me during the song, but some of those drummers are incredible. And so that's kind of how I got into that music. And my dad raised me on that stuff. He's a huge rush fan. Okay. Um, and so, you know, that's just, I guess I was kind of raised to be that way. But yeah, I am a little bit of a metalhead. I do love those bands. I think they're extremely talented. And, you know, it's not for everybody. And that's fine. All right. I'm sure I'll get a lot of crap for this on social media. I don't know how many DMs I got after that stupid TikTok asking me, like, man, your playlist must suck. Will you send it to me? It's like, why on earth are you? I don't even know who you are. You're like 14 years old. Why on earth are you DMing me asking for my playlist? And tell him it sucks. Like what's going on? But anyways, yes, I do love metal music, but I love all genres of music for the most part.
0: I, I cannot wait to I wanna see your phone one day. I wanna I wanna see you go from like Motab to Rob Zombie for me, alright?
2: Oh. Rob Zombie's on the mild side.
0: Oh, um, I, 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 can, I can believe that. Well, Connor, it's been an absolute honor to have you on the show, a debut episode in the books here. Uh, we will look forward to catching up with you each week throughout the season. Best of luck against Sam Houston State, and obviously uh, moving forward as you get ready uh, for officially Big 12 play in just a few weeks' time.
2: Yeah, thank you. This has been fun.
0: All right, uh, that's Connor Pay. I'm Jay Catch. A big thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listener today. Thank you once again for all of you who are every day with us here on the podcast. Uh, until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day, and obviously, we'll be back with you guys again soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars Podcast. See ya.
1: The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need.